There was a very wealthy American who was being given a private tour of the Vatican. And as the Pope was on a pilgrimage in a very distant country, he was able to have the rare privilege of seeing the Pope's private quarters on the Pope's desk. He noticed a pure gold telephone and was told that this was a gift from the president on his recent visit. And he was also told that it was a direct line to God in heaven. When asked if he could use it, he was told that each call cost a half million dollars. <laughs> so he kept touring and did not make a call. Well, after the man left the Vatican, he moved on to Ireland, where his ancestral roots were, and there he visited a very small village where his family was from. And he found the small country church where his great-grandparents worshipped a very long time ago. It was a most humble setting. Then he visited the priest there, and he saw on his desk the latest platinum iPhone. He inquired about it. He was told that the Holy Father presented it to him on a recent visit, that the Holy Father came to this church because legend had it that long ago, St. Patrick had spent time here in a cave back behind the church. So, of course, the Holy Father, he said, that the pastor said that the Holy Father, of course, you know, always had the latest technology, as we know he does, and that this phone had a direct line to God. He said, Use it for free, okay, if you wish to call God. If only communicating with God were so easy, right, as picking up a phone, pushing a button. On the other hand, does God ever communicate with you? God communicates with us every day. And the question is, do we listen? Use the first words of the gospel tonight. We need to be, as the gospel writer said, dressed for action, your girds loined, with our lamps lit, or as Jesus would say today, with your phones turned on, okay? Sometimes God communicates with us in ways we do not expect. The last line of the gospel today is, you must be ready for an hour you do not expect. The Son of Man will come. I visit with a lot of people who are in the last weeks or months of their lives, and sometimes they ask me this question. What should I do to get ready myself for the, that moment that is before me, the moment of death? It's always a heavy question, but it's a good question. How do we live our lives so that death, death does not catch us unaware? What do we do so that we do not leave this world with so much 
unfinished business? Doesn't have to be a morbid question. I think one of the things that needs to be said is that we do not do anything to prepare for death that distances ourselves from life or from one another. Sometimes when somebody is dying, people stay away. But no, we don't prepare for death by withdrawing from life. Quite the opposite is true. What prepares us for death is moving and immersing ourselves more fully into life. As more fully, as most fully as we can. One of my more favorite and challenging spiritual writers, a man by the name of John Shea, he's from Chicago. You know, Chicago's a very eclectic city, all kinds of people. And he once wrote that the kingdom of heaven is open to all who are willing to sit down with everyone. That's the single condition for going to heaven, to be able to sit down with absolutely anyone and everyone and to share life in a table with him or her. And so if that's true, then the best way to prepare to die is to, is to love ever wider and wider and to love in a way that takes us beyond any narrowness that we might have or any discrimination that exists within our hearts because of discrimination or wounds or selfishness or our place and time in history. We, we prepare to die by pushing ourselves to love less narrowly and to enter, enter more fully into life. Stephen Covey, in an old book, The Seven Habits of Successful People, says, begin with the end in mind. When we realize our true end, it changes our outlook on life. It affects how we use our time. In the business world, it's said that time is money. This time is such a limited resource, just like money is a limited resource. From our Christian perspective, the same is very true. We only have a limited amount of time to fulfill the mission that God has given each one of us. The one thing that will help us to fulfill the mission that Christ has given to us is to budget our time and to direct a very real portion of our lives to the fulfillment of his kingdom here on earth that we one day hope to share in its fullness. In the world that we live in today, we can get so caught up in spending our lives in pleasure, fun, and entertainment as though this is the fullness and the meaning of life, to have it all here. One of the great and wonderful gifts of Sunday and coming each week to receive the Eucharist and why it is so important maybe more important than ever before, is that it helps us to keep first things first. And it is here that God speaks directly 
to us.